Yo, so the opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and the future Bachelor podcast only and not affiliated with any outside party or entity or anything like that. This fun podcast, though, may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Future Bachelor. It's a podcast. I can't seem to control myself no Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Cy. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything pop culture, dating, and bachelor. This episode, we're covering our correct daytime talk show prediction in OG on GG and Northwest continuing to be a savage. Oh, damn. And this is episode 165. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had to start it off with that bop. Um, that one was called Take Me Over. Um, I uh, mean, <laughs> I would, I would assume based on the amount of times that was repeated. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, back in the day when I made that song, I think I'm pretty sure that inspiration behind that was when, uh, Akon sexy chick came out on the radio. Um, and it was just like, you know, when that song came out, every song for like the next like two years was like Jersey Shore fist bumping music and stuff. It just like always the kick, like, everything from chris brown to neo to like pitbull this is where all those songs were like made and um yeah i just kind of wanted to make some type of anthem like that so i had the music take me over but um b <laughs> you like that one i know you did um, oh boy <laughs> how was uh i mean can you like any of them please damn show your boy some love I, sometimes. I mean i did like it it's just i say it's always a surprise you know i never know <laughs> yeah i know what i'm just- gonna get it's a surprise um, to me too like you know i have to like go back and you know i'm like is this good enough for me to show the world you know songs from like 10 years ago that i made but that one kind of yeah. stands up so um v how are you doing it's been a crazy past weekend memorial day weekend did you i'm sure you got into a bunch of things what's going on yeah um this past week the ladies and i went to trivia again and we Got second place because we're bad bitches and we're smart. Nice. Um, which is great. Um, we even like had to double check with the trivia host because we're like, sir, we think you miscalculated our score, which he did. So we were even smarter than him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, I had a I had a decent weekend that you were there for half of it. Um, so Friday, chilled by myself. Deep cleaned my bathroom, made me happy, got on the ground, scrubbed out the grout. Nothing makes me feel happier than cleaning. And then um, Saturday, I just like was doing errands and stuff, had rosé with my friend Amy. And then, you know, after, you know, after I had a couple of glasses of rosé, I was like, let's keep this train rolling. So I then um, met up with my friend Tyler and his friend Adam. And then we met up with uh, our friend Holly for a little bit of the evening, which was fun. And then we did a pool day over at my place, which was a good time with you and Andy 
and um, your friend Adam and my friend Bao. Um, and then we shot the hooch, which is a big thing here in Atlanta. We've brought it up before you hop on some tubes, you get some brews, and you float down the river. Though the very end there almost took us all under because it was quite quite the rapids. Yeah, but, uh, can I never just have one tubing experience that's just like, like you know, perfect? Like the sun is out, it's warm, you know, there's no crazy rapids you know at the end of it it got it got real crazy there i didn't know the end was coming up so quick and then like we were missing our our drop-off point and and we legit everyone had to like get out of our tubes and like power through the like the current to get to the edge and it was it was pretty brutal but um i mean overall i still had a good day out on the on chattahoochee so um you know, I just hope next time it just can be a little warmer, you know, at least it didn't rain. So that would have been. Yeah, I didn't think it was that cold. I wasn't cold, but you know me, I'm never cold. I am cold hearted, but never cold physically. Because oh, wow. Chicago gal, gang, gang. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you pretty much said everything I did. I, I did some auditions in between, but, um, you know, then, you know, when you Look work at hard, you, just auditioning left and right. Yeah. You work hard, play hard. I actually, you know, got some, I got to shoot this week. So I, had a I just took a COVID test actually this morning um again you know when you go go on these like sets you have to like do a lot of different COVID tests if um you're gonna be around people so how to do that got a fitting tomorrow and um then shooting later what kind of shoot is this is like a show a short film what's it like what can you tell us uh I can say it's a major DC movie and um they like make make me sign a non-disclosure agreement and stuff so i can't really say more than that it's not like a crazy role or anything like that but it's gonna be cool to put on the resume to like have this so i'm getting wow, even, damn. even closer like now I'm, I'm gonna be in the dc universe you know maybe wow. you know eventually i can cross over into that multiverse to the mcu you know um the dreams mm. the goals but you know v speaking of things that like you know i'm gonna be on one day what are you watching well, um, the final season of The Bold Type just started on Freeform and then, you know, also on Hulu. But um, so I'm watching that. I'm very excited. Makes me sometimes wish I lived in New York City um, and did that kind of path. Except, you know, I'm very happy with the path of mine currently. But I think, I think about it, I'm like, if I were to be on this path in New York City, I would hope it'd be as ridiculous and fun and challenging as the show depicts these girls who are supposed to be like my age working at a magazine and stuff like that. So that's about it. I've been catching up with all my other shows. So yeah, um, crazy. Well, I, I didn't really watch much over this weekend. I was pretty busy, but um, you know, I, I the finale of the challenge all stars on uh, Paramount Plus. It was yeah. good. If you thought the old people from the challenge were going to be able to do any of the challenges that these young ones do on the regular show on MTV, think again because that was an, <laughs> an official challenge. You'd be wrong. Yeah, you'd be wrong. These guys are doing the same challenge that these rookies be doing and um, probably could give them a run for their money. So, you know me, love a good challenge um, and a reality show, but that's pretty much all I've been watching. I guess we might as well take a quick flight over to, you know what, <laughs> quick hits. Indeed. So, um, you know, we predict things on this show. We do. And Maybe we it's because we're be, from the future. Bachelor. We tend to be right. Yeah. Um, even if it takes maybe weeks for us to be wh- right, we tend to be right. Eventually. Um, 
And we predicted that Kelly Clarkson and her talk show would take over the Ellen slot a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's it has now come to fruition. Wow. Bank that one. Um, so what are they taking like like this exact slot of her time and the channel and all that? Um, it's looking that way in 2022, obviously is when it would start. Um, blah, 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 blah. And you know what? It's like, it's crazy to think like anyone would want to kind of step into this role. Um, after, you know, someone like Ellen gets like taken down. Um, I mean, obviously Kelly Clarkson can learn from Ellen's mistakes, you know, of how to run a show. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just it's it's definitely a coveted spot. But it, these days, it, those type of things really kind of put you under the spotlight. Um, but it seems like Kelly Clarkson's up for it. And that's pretty incredible. Like to think about Kelly Clarkson, you know, I was there when she started her journey. You know what I'm saying? I her, was there. Yeah. I mean, she started American as Idol. a contestant on reality TV. Yeah. Then. She became a pop star mm -hmm. and then, you know, she's pivoted into more of like a personality space. And I think that's and a celebrity judge, cool. you know, so it's 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 incredible to see people's careers like kind of um, go in these paths. Um, yeah. But uh, what else we got? So uh, our gal. You know, we're now Olivia Rodrigo stands, or at least I think I kind of. How many am. times did we listen to that song together this weekend? Probably a good five, six times. A good amount. So but good that was for together. you. Not <laughs> how many times have we listened to this weekend separately? I don't know. I don't, I'm 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 embarrassed to tell you how many times, but. Um, but we're adding to her streams that mm. has helped break the record for most weekly streams of any song that. The record globally on Spotify was set by her with driver's license. She broke it herself with Good For You. I think in the U.S., the song before that was um, a Drake song. But globally, she held the title. So uh, she, had a, she has a song with Drake already? No, she doesn't. I said the oh, song. Okay. If, if we, so global record of weekly streams, it was driver's license, now Good For You. U.S., record weekly streams on spotify was i think a drake song i forget which one and she broke that as well obviously um, yeah no i mean i definitely think you know she is the one right now where they're gonna put everything behind her uh, she's got to you know to get one of those type of things like a song and then the, your follow-up be just as big um that's incredible um the fact that i'm like you know i talk about it all the time like you just showed me that best friend song or whatever this past weekend in your car you forced me to listen to it but um you have definitely heard it before that There's was the first time i'd ever heard that song and it was pretty good like i mean i mean the beat was good and stuff like that i just never had heard it before but not that's something insane. I'm going to keep bumping over and how over again, you, like good for you, you. How have you been anywhere on the internet and never heard that song? I tend to, I, just don't, I don't know. I, maybe my feed just doesn't like, you know, uh, I don't know, materialize videos with that song in the background. But with this song, I understand because this song, I, 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 it came to me through Saturday Night Live. I was like, okay, so now I know like I could put a face to this driver's license song because I don't really know that song either. I know it's huge, but I, I've heard of that one in the background. It's just that one's another one I've seen. But, you know, the fact that I'm streaming this girl's song over and over again, I could just imagine, like, people that are huge fans of her, how much they're, like, streaming her song. So, congratulations, sir. Why don't we give a little round of applause? 
Olivia Rodrigo, a teen queen. We love to see it. Lego. Um, all right, what else we got? So, um, big news out of the sports realm. Uh, I thought this Naomi's, might be your yikes moment of the week, to be honest. That's I don't kinda... know if this is a yikes because like, I'm more proud of Naomi Osaka for doing what she needs to do. Yikes would be more on the French, French Open, Open yeah. and media in general. Uh, so I, I guess mean, this is a... Well, yeah, explain su- explain what happened. Pseudo yikes. But so Naomi Osaka, who is one of the <laughs> top tennis players in the world, in the world, in the world. Um, She's beaten like the best of the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like up there, yeah. like up there. Also just did a collab with Frankie's Bikinis, is a style icon in her own right. And, and is also as, dating a feature of our slapper of the week that we'll talk about later as well. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, she withdrew from the French Open, which is one of the biggest tennis tournaments of the year, um, because of her anxiety and depression. Because the French Open finds you if you do not do press after each match what you're supposed to do. And she personally had to then come out and like talk about her major depression and everything and anxiety that she's had this year and like explain it, which I think to me is more of the yikes, I guess would be like the fact that she would have to even do that. And that like it's that she would even get fined for not doing press after every single match. It's like, I think it's just so insane to me that like somebody who's supposed to be, who is one of the top athletes has to like give reasons to like why they don't like you want you want somebody like that competing in in your tournament you want them there they need to be competing but they're you're going to restrict them and do something that's like not even related to them playing their sport by making them do press after every single match and like not like accommodating that it just seems little fucked up to me and then it comes into the whole idea of like also like how does the media treat female athletes how does the media treat female athletes of color because like similar things have happened with like how serena williams was always portrayed or how like how she would be interviewed and things like that versus you know other athletes um, of her, not even of her caliber, because she's you know higher caliber than most of them. Um, so it definitely brings a lot to the table of like, re- like athletes' relationships with the media, like especially and you know what I just was saying about like women. Well, so yeah, I I definitely uh, you know will take my hat off for uh, for her doing what she has to do for her own mental health. Now I I do see kind of both sides of it though. You know, the, this French open is a business, you know, if you're going to be competing in it, it's almost like if you were to do a movie and you just did no press, you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, come on, we got you the biggest star of the movie, not only to like, you know, be in this thing because your name brings like, you know, a lot to it, but, um, also, you know, it's just like there's just it just comes with the role. Like, you know, we have to sell we have to sell tickets to these seats. We have to, you know, pay for all this stuff that, you know, is accommodating you during your matches so you're the most comfortable and stuff. It's just part of the gig. I completely get why people don't want to do that part, but it's just it just kind of comes with the territory in that sense. So that's where I'm kind of like on the side of 
of French Open, it's not like they were just going to find just her. It's just a rule. Like, you know, it's, it's, they probably had to combat it in different scenarios in the past where it's just like bad business if a person just plays and then walks off and that you don't see them until they play and stuff. It's just, I don't know. It might, it just might add a bad, like, you know, sense to the game. Um, you know, not really like, uh, what would they say? Like good sportsmanship uh in that sense but at the same time like you were saying your point to your point of like this is how are you going to it's like trying to like tell lebron like you know you're gonna do this or but and he's like all right well then i just won't play in the finals and i played in enough finals to to like know that like you're gonna piss a lot of your viewers off by like doing that stuff so it's a power move for sure um you know it, it, it not saying that she's doing it for to like you know, have any stance on something like she probably just did what was best for her. But it is also like, uh, you know, a clear, you know, saying like, yo, you're not going to have that power over me, um, no matter what we're doing here. Like this game is not that important. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's not that important. Um, but you're not going to, you know, tell me how I'm going to do it. So, um, yeah, I can respect the person for that. Um, what are your thoughts on like, you know, it being part of part of the game and stuff? I think the difference, like, because you brought up people the want example. Because people want to hear, they want to hear the perspective of the players and stuff. Like, you know, how they were in the match, how they were affected. Like, you know, how do they feel, bef- like, afterwards? Because they got the pre-interviews. They need the post-interviews. Like, you know, like. Yeah, which I, I understand that. But I think it's also, like, if we're going to compare it, because you brought up the comparison to, like, actors on a red carpet doing press for a movie premiere. I'm doing more, I'm, I was thinking more that as well, but, like, more of, like, doing the circuit of, like, interviews on late night shows and radio okay. shows and stuff, you know, like... Still... They don't want to be doing little, that shit. They hate that shit, too. Like, you know, but they I won't mean, sell tickets yeah, to their but, shows or, you know... Yeah, but I think it's also, like, a little bit different than, like, an athlete, like, getting fined who, like, they just, like mentally and physically like put their body like continue i mean like tennis is like if when you're at the level of like naomi osaka like you are going like that is intense and then like you're expected to then have to like go afterwards and like have something to say to do whatever and i don't think that's completely feasible all the time that and I think the whole idea of like that you get fined if you don't is kind of the issue because that's like not caring about the athletes like as you said it is a business these athletes are the ones who are making them money sure but so, aren't there aren't you don't think there's like agreements that they sign and and stuff ahead of time like to be a part of this stuff like that they um, would have to consider like before you know doing this it's like you know, all the stuff like an astronaut has to do to get to space. Like, you know what I'm saying? If they just decided like for my mental health, I can't show up this day. They're going to be like, uh, that's not, you're going to die. Like, you know, or like, I know it's a different situation, but it's just like things will yeah. go wrong with the whole process. You know, if, if one person well, decides yeah, to kind but of like, I think it's, it's about the idea of like not actually prioritizing the athletes and the athletes needs over, you know, the business of making money where it's the athletes who are making them money. I think that's like what Naomi is like trying to like stand up for. And I think like, and I agree with that, especially just like how, especially, I mean, it took years. It took up until very recently for women tennis players to even get paid the same amount of money as male tennis players, like who they could beat at points. Like there was like 
all the, you know, the battle of the sexes, Billie Jean King and blah, 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 blah. Like there's, there's a lot that goes into like the fact that only very recently have they even gotten that amount of money. And then it's like, okay, and now we've put you guys through enough where especially like she's gotten shit on for wearing a mask that had like black lives matter and had different things. She's gotten like, Serena's gotten shit on for like saying things that the press didn't like or whatever. Like they, it's. I think it it stands for a lot more than just even like. You I know. can see that, but like we like to say on this show, a lot of times I think it could be a slippery slope. Like with, I I think if if there's not like some things in play, like the the whole structure of like what people are enjoying and what you know what. An athlete is is like a young athlete, someone that aspires to be in this stuff. Might how it affect them on the come up if if like the whole game changed as far as like you know, I could see like them instating some type of policy where you get like uh you know breaks like maybe in every other match or something like that, or you you have like one or two that you don't have to show up for, like you know, it's kind of just like PTO or something like that. if you want to consider it like that, but, um, I think there's a happy medium. I don't, I don't think, I just think it was like an abrupt decision that just kind of like is, is making a statement and with all the, you know, context around it. Um, I'm not really sure where the French open stands, like what their stance is like currently, are they like, do they have like any type of, um, comment or something about her withdrawing or they must've right. Um, I'm like trying to see if they had, any like major comment but not that i can because i mean that, that I definitely see. affects that affects that affects like people that already paid money to go see that you know what i'm saying like people want to see her um the best player in the world right now so um so yeah well um okay well good for her i hope she uh gets you know um you know the help she needs right now and um she makes it through this i'm sure she's gonna be just fine um well, um, what else we got in the quick hits? So, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler are still in the throes of their divorce settlement, and it has gotten a little sticky because Jay is trying to take 50% ownership of her jewelry and lifestyle brand, Uncommon James. Oh, hell um, no. Nah. Yeah. No. Um, well, what on what she's basis saying that of she what? doesn't feel like she owes him because he didn't help fund it. Um, and then he's claimed that he's co-owner. Um, so, it's, well, technically it is named after his son. Well, I don't think it was. I think it was just a name that they came up with and their son's name isn't James. I thought it was named after something that do one of their kids or something like that. I think, I think he helped come up with the name. That's about it. Their kids names are Camden Jackson and sailor. Well, there's some intellectual property there. If he helped came up with the name. Yeah, that would be maybe it's their uh, middle names. I don't know, but um, no, I think it was just like a name that they kind of came up with. Like it was, I think James, like Jay, James, I don't know. But okay. Well, um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Like, I mean, what do you think? Like, I mean, what if it was the opposite? Like, I don't know. Like, this is a marriage, right? Like, the divorces stuff gets split down the middle. 
I mean, I mean, I'm yeah, on, I'm I, on, I'm on. You know whose side I'm on? I'm on Kristen Cavallari's. Yeah, but obviously, you know, when it comes to this stuff, I don't really know. It's hard to be like, you know, when you when you see something like this, automatically you're like, oh man, I can't believe he's trying to take half her stuff. It's like, wait a second, you know. And and most divorces, people get like, you know, and. And typically, you know, it's like maybe the, the if the man is like, you know, the breadwinner or whatever like that. I mean, this is not the case. They're both famous. But, you know, the wife would get half of everything that, you know, they have together while they were married and stuff. So um, I don't know. What do you think about all this? I mean, I think that if he could, you know, with the whole name idea, since he did help come up with the name, I could see him going for some money related to that. I think 50% ownership is insane, especially if he has never fully been a co-owner. Like I remember watching the show and she made a joke where she's all like, yeah, he already thinks he owns half the company. So now that I've let him in, like go in for a day to talk to the employees, like that's going to make him an even bigger monster when he doesn't even own any part of it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. And I guess they don't have a prenup or anything. So that definitely makes it a little bit more of a gray area. Yeah, for... and there probably is some type of like paper trail to have him even like put on the claims that he's like an owner of it. Right. I mean, maybe some type of funding or something. I don't know. Or maybe I mean... just a checking account that was used or something like, you know, Um but yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I mean, it sucks because like just like a few months ago, we're reporting about a picture they took. Like we stand strong together. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're still pals. Blah, like yeah. whatever. Nothing that brings like a, a divorcing couple together, like someone, you know, a third party. Um, well, what else we got? So Machine Gun Kelly was one of the main performers for Barstool's like Indy 500 um, concert situation. And it blew up the Internet because he brought his hot ass girlfriend, Megan Fox, on stage with him and sang, you know, part of the song with her. So, um, you know, happy to see them still being hot together and uh, can't complain. Do you Always think, a good do you time. think they're forever? I mean... They seem pretty tight, so I've seen I seen really tight people. I've seen really yeah. tight people before. I don't know. We'll have to see. Did you see his uh his nails, his fashion nails? Yeah, the claws. Yeah. What do you think? You like them? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I thought you might have more more thoughts on it, but no, I have no. I don't know what thoughts like, I'm supposed to have besides uh, I like nail design okay cool i mean just the length of them the color design i don't know maybe i'm thinking too much about it i, I guess so we can move on um what do we <laughs> else we got veronica so um good old howard university one of you know the main um hbcus in the country historically black college universities um is going to they have named and they're building additions and things on to their uh fine arts center and it's going to be the chadwick bozeman college of fine arts um which i think is awesome and it seems like a walt disney executive is helping lead these fundraising efforts to help build out the new facilities under this name um so it is great to see that his um legacy is continuing on so that you know other folks can go and learn in 
what facility oh yeah wakanda forever um anything else for quick hits yes gossip girl the reboot is coming to hbo max in july july 8th i believe and i watched most of the og gossip girl um and you're gonna be like most of that's weird and yes i just went through this weird phase when i was in high school where i just hopped in in the middle of gossip girl watched like middle to the end of it and then i sort of have watched like the first couple of seasons probably i should do a full rewatch which i probably will do but i'm very hyped about this new reboot because it looks very modern it has some um young stars that I sort of know about and they kept Kristen Bell as the voiceover for Gossip Girl as we know her to be even though in the OG spoiler it was Penn Badgley's character that was Gossip Girl but um, so wait was was she actually a character in it or she just narrated the show she was the narrator she was the elusive Gossip Girl but didn't for- the Gossip Girl end up being a guy it ended up being Penn Badgley's character, uh, as so, I just said. Yeah, well, you say Penn Badgley, like that's the obvious like uh, male name or something like that. I don't know who that is. Anyways, I know who he, he, plays who he is. He plays the title character in you, too. I, Everybody that's not knows another he- show that I watch either. I'm just saying, like, which is a very similar show to Gossip Girl. It's probably why I don't watch exactly. it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> regardless, uh, you know, so you're saying that she narrated the show as Gossip Girl, but it was a guy the whole time. So how did they do that at the end? Like combined. I don't really, I'm going to be honest. I don't really remember. I think they just kept her. They didn't as, switch the voice. Like, like there was one episode where they were like, and then he was, and then he started talking like a guy. Not that I, not that I remember now. Missed opportunity. I feel like, but you know what? I heard they were also making a, a live action version of um, Powerpuff Girls that they had to like. Comp- they are that people are hating on. Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've, I've heard I've, I've heard someone like read the script for it. It did sound really, really bad. But um, I only brought it up because you mentioned that they had the same narrator like for this show. They had the same narrator from the cartoon that like kind of was like this week on Gossip Girl. Like they were doing the same narrator for that show, but they have to reshoot the whole pilot episode because apparently it was that bad. But you know, CW, it's a hit or miss. Um, yeah. You can't be putting up bad good, shows against. I would want against- a good Powerpuff though because like I loved the the cartoons. Yeah, I, I just thought I, I I don't know what they were they were saying. I guess it was like they were trying to make it too like woke, <laughs> like and, and I don't know. Too woke thing is like it's being hated on right now, and like with a lot of these shows and movies. But um, you know, that's a conversation for later. Uh, but yeah, and also you sent me a link on something that they were talking about. Um, Fast and Furious. There's talks of them like mixing it with the Jurassic Park franchise. <laughs> Was that just a meme? I thought it was just a meme, or was that an actual thing? Dude, I don't think that's crazy, actually, because first I of, know. I, I, I w- sent it to you because we had, like, joked about it before. That's why I sent it. <laughs> I thought it was literally just a meme. Well, because, like, I, I, I do believe, like, Hollywood right now is, like, trying to make these shared universes where, like, this universe is connected to this world, like, you know, especially if they're all owned by the same property, like a universal yeah. or something like that. So, you know, I've heard of things in the past, like, you know, when 21 Jump Street with, like, Joan Jonah Hill and Chantian came out. They were, they were, t- there were talks of making Twenty Three Jump Street actually like a like a. They were gonna mix it with Men in Black, so they were gonna be like turning into the MIB and stuff, which I thought was a great what? idea. Um, oh my god! But then they ended up making the worst Men in Black movie ever with Thor and 
um it's a really really bad movie but um anyways uh yeah, well, I didn't even ever watch it. I wanted to just because I love Tessa Thompson, but yeah, I, I mean I she did. she's a great actress, but like her acting skills didn't really show through in Men in Black International. Like it was just like her character didn't really have a good arc of like it was nothing to compare to Will Smith's character in the original storyline. So um, there's that. Um, you can skip over that movie, but uh, V instead of Men in Black International, what made you go yikes this week? It's more of a funny yikes just because I appreciate Northwest for cutting through the bullshit. But Mm. she caught her mom in a lie, a white lie, but a lie. So um, Kim Kardashian, you know, she's up on her Instagram story. She's up on her whatever. She gets PR stuff. She does promotions because she's Kim Kardashian. (laughs) And um, I guess she got a whole PR kit package, et cetera from Olivia Rodrigo's team of, you know, sour related stuff, like from the album and was talking about like, I listen to driver's license all the time. It's one of my favorite songs. And in the background, North's like, no, it's not. You don't ever listen to that song. And then of (laughs) course, (laughs) yo, that was, that was a whip. Um, that's hilarious because that sounds like something Kim Kardashian would totally do. Um, you know, I mean, if anyone's listening to a song, it's probably North, right? You know, in the background. Like, I mean, yeah. Play it again, but, please. But do you, you think, you know, um, Kim is over there talking, thinking about her, like, being 16, getting her driver's license? Hell no. She's going through a divorce right now. She's trying to keep all her money. She's not singing driver's license. It's probably, like... I don't know. I mean, I think Kim's going to be fine in any divorce, like with money. I mean, she's I, got I think, her mother. I, I think the, Kristen yeah. Cavalier will be fine too. But um, yeah. <laughs> but that's funny. Yeah, I, I really do think Northwest is going to be a problem in the future. Like, I don't know. I don't think we're ready for the second wave of Kardashian. Like, you They're, know, when, when all the, when the kids grow up to be like, you know, to the point of that, you know they're gonna make like another fu- like another version of the reality show with all of them again, and it's just gonna well, be yeah, because they're gonna do like an HBO Max show that won't be you know the same I guess as Keeping Up because Keeping Up's ending, mm. but I wonder yeah I wonder if it will change for you know as these kids get older yeah or whatever. Um, another yikes moment I actually saw, but I don't know if you saw this or not. It was on the Shade Room. Do you follow them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was apparently because, you know, Black China, she's like the mother of one of, you know, of Rob Kardashian's kid. And um, dream. Yes. Yeah. She had posted this picture of like all five of the sisters and she was like, they're they're all baby mamas. If they were all black, y'all are y'all would call them ghetto or something like that. And it just got like this huge reaction. Like, I mean, obviously, Kendall Jenner Damn. is not, not pregnant or have a kid or anything like that. But. She kind of likes that was a little tea for Black China on the shade room, throwing some shade towards her. Throw um, a major shade. Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, I mean, that sounds like something Black China would do to like <laughs> also like try to stay relevant. And mm. I mean, she's not super wrong, to be honest. Like, I mean, as we know and as we've discussed, the Kardashians love to. You appropriate black culture when it's good like makes them look good and do whatever but you know when if they were to be called out like something like that then i mean and that was always that one of the biggest issues that even like chris 
Jenner still has to this day with like, because Courtney started that trend. Courtney and Scott were together, but never got married and had, you know, multiple kids together. And now, now, you know, now he's out here dating a 19 year old. So let's see. It has an effect on people, I'm yeah. sure. But well, yikes. Um, V. Why don't we get into a little thing we like to sing, like, Mini, 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 Top, 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 Topic. Um, okay. That was like a mix with Hot Pockets. Yeah, I don't know. It always is a little mix of Hot Pocket for some reason. Maybe it's just because <laughs> it rhymes with it. But um, speaking of Hot Pockets, I want to talk about hot people. <laughs> Look at that segue. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so today's Mini Main Topic, you know, um, I kind of had to convince Veronica because it is a weird way to phrase, you know, the topic. But I think there's conversation around it and I, I want to get into it a little bit today. V, my question is, and I don't know if I'm asking you or I'm just like, you know, throwing it out there. What is it like to be a hot person? All Go. Right. Let's, let's, <laughs> uh, let's start it off with, I would love to know with, what do you define as hot? I feel like we got to start there first. I, I like how you flip the script on me because usually you're the one that defines these and when we start these topics. But, um, but I need to I hear feel, how you define hot well, because I, that defines how we're going to talk about well, hold this. Hold on, let because, me go grab a mirror real quick. No, I'm just joking. Um, oh my fucking God. <laughs> See, this is, this is why I didn't want it because this is like it's going to get real conceited and real fire. vain real fast no no not at all um i'm not even coming from it from like i have i have no perspective on it besides you know if someone were to call me a hot person then i can be like oh well, well I, what what makes you what makes me hot that's where i would get my information but when i when i ask this question um it usually goes back to and i think we've probably talked about it on the pod in passing but um what like really like uh, an attractive person, I would say, like an attractive, a visually attractive person. They're just attractive to the masses, you know, not just like, oh, I, I think like funny people are hot or like, you know, I think it's like, no, when this person walks in the room, they're they're the hottie. You know what I'm saying? The hottie. We like mm -hmm. to talk about the hottie. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I try to think about like, what is it like to be on that level of hotness where See, do you think these, do you think people know? when they're hot yes and no because so, like, that's why i wouldn't consider myself a hot a hot person because i don't i think i'm like you know fairly good looking i have things going for me but like sometimes and maybe other people would be like dude i wish i could like go and do the things you do or whatever like that but like me personally i don't feel like i walk in a room and like everyone's all like damn like maybe they might be like oh you know but <laughs> i don't know if that's the reaction i'm going for <laughs> Um. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, okay, so I'm just interested because I've like seen different things that say like, when a man calls you hot, he's looking at your body. When a man calls you pretty, he's looking at your face. When a man calls you beautiful, he's looking at your soul. No, that's, so, that's like, garbage, all of that. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I, cause so I think it's interesting because I think there's a little bit of truth to that in the fact that it, it seems like for you, from your male perspective, mm -hmm. you tend to think about hotness being equated purely to physical, like, features. Sure. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, but this is what I'm talking about, though, because, like, I, I can't really judge off of more than that because, like, a couple of these examples we're going to get into or, like, things we're, topics we're going to talk around this have to do with kind of the initial, like, first impression of someone without actually getting to know them, right? That's kind of where I'm, I'm at with it. So it's like you, you have to judge something. There's some type of scale or ranking uh, yeah. when you look at a person. And especially when everyone else is kind of like ranking them very high, that's kind of without even knowing them. If we're like at a bar, you know, we've been at a place before and the waitress is like cute as hell. And we're all like, she is really, you know what I'm saying? She was hot. Right. Yeah. Like we didn't know anything about her. But when we did actually get to like uh, find out more about her, she like did music and, you know, she had some dope ass pictures and stuff. And it's like, all right, she's hotter than we thought, you know. So, I mean, it, it, that's just that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not it is it is based off of like physical traits. I'm not just coming from this from a man's perspective, but I'm just saying like initially when you see someone. You, we know what a hot person looks like, you know, if Brad Pitt walks in the room. Guys and girls are going to be like, that's hot, you know? And yeah. Well, and then so interestingly enough, like I've seen um, a lot of TikToks that go along the dichotomy of like hot, ugly and ugly hot, where like hot, ugly is someone like Channing Tatum, who like you're like, you know, generally hot, but like kind of like, you know, because he's just conventionally attractive there's almost like something slightly ugly about that. Mm. And then there's like ugly hot. And we're like thinking about like maybe like a Tom Hiddleston kind of thing where it's like maybe you wouldn't look at them initially and be like conventionally attractive. But like you were like, but actually there's something about you. Yeah. That makes so you hot. I, I, I guess, you know, with all that being said, let's try to get into the, like the mind of a hot person. And let's start with like, Let's start with like approachability, you know, I, and I think what, what sparked this conversation was like I had I've, ha I've heard like a couple girls that I think are hot you say to like, I don't know if this is just a line hot girls say for like, I don't know, attention maybe or something. But they're like, whenever I'm at a bar, uh, no one ever approaches me. No one like maybe they like that, like they're like I'm unapproachable or, you know, they think I'm, you know, I don't know, like. I don't know what it is okay. they try to say. So at that point, it feels like a line to me because like, it's just like, woe is me. I'm so hot. People are intimidated by it, which like, I you kind don't think of that's think a real is, thing. Like, I think it could be a real thing, but I don't think it's as real as they're making it seem like it is. That's because fair. That's fair. I got that. I feeling feel like, too. I don't think it's like, they're like, no one, ha no one will talk to me. Like I, do, I find that very hard to believe because I mean, yeah, in we, general, I hear that, I'm sure I they've usually, got plenty of people who are clamoring to talk to them, but figuring out what's going to be their move. And probably they already have somebody talking to them when they're saying that shit. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm also saying like you just it, like people are approaching you. It's just not like because 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 this actually adds on to another layer of it, because this is why I think there's there's something to be said about like hot people, because like once you're hot, what do hot people consider hot? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's like levels to this. Like wh when, what is a hot person? Like when, when they see someone walk in the room, they're like, holy crap, they're hot. That's why I, I kind of think this is an interesting topic because it's always like, we're all hot. If you think about it, there's always going to be someone well, yeah, hotter. There's every, there's a butt for every seat. There's a lid for every pot. There's a 
foot for every shoe. So. <laughs> oh man, but yes, but you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of want to get into like what the mindset of that is. It's like, you know, it does, is there a level of hotness where you're, you're legit in the middle of hot? So like you are like pretty top tier hot, but then there's like, you expect to only date like your level of hot or higher. And it's like, how hot can we get? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How hot, how hot can we get? How hot can we get? <laughs> um, I, I don't feel, know. What do you think? I feel that's interesting to me because I think about how when I've lived here in Atlanta, I feel like I've seen plenty of very beautiful, attractive, conventionally attractive women with men that are mediocre at best. And that is something, a trend that I've seen a ton here that I don't think I've seen in as much as like in other areas of my life. Like when I lived other places or even like in college and stuff, I felt like when I was in college, everybody seemed to be about the same, like that where I saw together. But when I moved here, it's when I feel like I always call it like the UGA or like the, the maybe like, you know, just the down South effect or something. But I would always see like, a lot of girls who just like were beautiful walking hand in hand with some dude in the most mediocre outfit, just not like really, I'm like, really? Like that's, that's the vibe. And that's where I feel like maybe to them, he's hot in a different way because maybe, you know, maybe he's hot in how he treats her or something else I would hope for her sake but that's I've always found it interesting I do think that's an interesting point that will lead into something else we'll we'll pivot to but I think do you think there's an ecology effect that's hard for people to get out of as they get it become like adults in the real world you know like, like what do you mean by that like you you think like a guy is hot in college and then like, yeah. you know, like those type of guys are like what's hot to you but like are those like what hot people are in the real world you know what i'm saying mm. like you you're just dating the guy because he's the popular guy at the frat or like he was like a bartender yeah. at the hot college or you know something like that yeah i feel like yeah taste definitely does differ um and i feel like that's like it depends on you know extra mm. factors um status things you know personality things along those lines like i'm thinking about when I used to go to frats and stuff like that, I don't know if like I ever found anybody. Well, like sometimes like, like the guy that would get the most wasted at parties for some reason was like the one getting like the girls at one point, <laughs> like, you know, like he just like could drink the most or he partied the most or something, you know, or, you know, this kind of also pivots into the fact of like, you were kind of talking about, you know, girls, um, like, you know, they you know they might have just hung with like other hot girls like you know the sorority thing in college and then you kind of get to like being adults and you start surrounding yourself with only attractive people um yeah you know does this make you does this does this weigh out your level of hotness with the people that you surround yourself with like could that affect like, the, like how you think yourself is maybe hotter than you are because you're surrounding yourself with attractive people well, you know, I feel like that comes down to like a lot more with like self-confidence and stuff like that. Like, I don't think I ever I, I said before we started recording the joke in multiple of my friend groups in college and 
then even out of college was always that like we're only friends with attractive people because like in some of the friend groups I was in we were doing like when I was in charge of different organizations and I'm in different dynasties of those organizations like of leadership and things um those organizations required me to be in a lot of photos and so people would always comment on said photos being all like wow, everybody in said organization is really good looking. And we would always joke, we're like, well, we only hire like attractive people or we only hang out with attractive people. And so that's always just been like a joke. But I feel like I've never like used, like I knew when I was leader of said organization, two of the people I hired or picked for roles were people who had to be half naked on the side of a football field. Paint. I would do the paint on them, one being my friend Jared, one being my friend Rachel at one point, or like two to uh, most of the times it was two dudes or whatever. And like, yeah, we usually picked like people who we thought were the most attractive because people wanted to see these people helping leading them in cheers and things like that. So I feel like I would always joke that as a group, we were all attractive. Obviously, I knew some of us were probably more attractive than others, but I never like took that upon myself as being like, like, woe is me. I don't know. Like, I guess that's what I'm a little, I'm a little confused on what you're trying to ask. Like, um, if, 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 if you think you're hotter just because you hot, you hang out with hot friends, like that, would that make you a hot person? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, if I saw someone, I'm trying to think of the way I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of specific people, but I, I don't, I can't <laughs> get too specific here. Um, but yeah, anyways, I guess I could just, I could just pivot to like, back to what does, what does a hot, like, like, do you think it's hard for a hot person to like find someone that's like, equally to their hotness like what they think is their hotness or do you think they're always going to like like be striving for something that they they can't reach like aren't we all trying to do that I guess but I also think it kind of depends on like I feel like that's so individualistic to like what people are looking for in maybe a potential partner like I don't know I like I've as I've brought up plenty of times like I don't really subscribed to a type like obviously I find some people more attractive than others but I've been told by friends before that I tend to like that they're like you are hotter than a lot of the people that you've gone on dates with maybe you should like raise your standards some which I guess maybe I don't under like I'm like really I don't know because like I guess in my eyes when I'm looking for different things my I like look for someone who's attractive, but then also I care more maybe about their, how their personality comes off in different situations. So I guess like I've seen couples who are both like gorgeous humans and you're like, damn, like if we're going to think about like celebrities, I think a lot about like Blake Lively, Lively and like Ryan Reynolds and like other, you know, like the Beckhams or like things like that. Like, I think it's, it's, it's possible for people to find like an equally hot person if that's what they're looking for slash like I think obviously those people are put in situations where they're more likely to be around people of equal attraction because it is their job to be. So you're saying here everyone is hot, but you can only find someone as hot as you. 
Uh, no, I don't know <laughs> if I'm saying that. I feel like you could find people hotter. I think you could definitely like, if we're going to go old school, like with like you could, you know, go like outkick your coverage kind of things. Like I think about that a lot or, you know, um, you know, I think there's definitely there can be more uneven sides to a relationship or maybe one person is way hotter than the other. Yeah, I think I think, uh, you know, to kind of like put a little bow on this, I really do think it's it has to start with how hot you actually think yourself is and not like to get on the conceited side that you thought I was going to get on. But like there has to be some type of like self like confidence confidence you know that that you can because like the level of self-confidence you know if we if if we're low even if you are an attractive person like you're an attractive girl at the bar and your self-confidence is low you know it and 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 someone that might not be as attractive on that level or something like that has a high confidence and they think highly of themselves and might be a good person you know that might you know actually i'm not saying you go for girls with like low self-confidence, but like, you know what I'm saying though? Like just, just go for the ones that have <laughs> low self-esteem. You'll always win then. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying though? Like, it's just like those type of things kind of like even out though. Like I'm not saying like she's like depressed or anything like that. She probably just, some people become hot and they don't even know like how hot they are or something like that sometimes, you know? Which is like why I think it really, yeah, as you said, it all starts, I think it stems like from self-confidence and like I think we talked about Hot Girl Summer before and I think that whole idea of calling it Hot Girl Summer isn't like just about like physical attributes of being, it's about the essence of feeling good about yourself and I feel like that's, you know, you can only be, as you were sort of saying, as hot as you want to think that you are or whatever. And I think it is more about like essence of being like, I think you can maybe be m- maybe not that physically attractive, but like potentially still very hot in a lot of different ways. Well, that I was actually the question I was going to ask you next to just kind of wrap this up. Um, what are different types of hotness? Would you consider different types of hotness? I mean, like we got physical, I, you know, physical hotness. I feel like I'm like I can think that somebody's like intellect is hot, like how someone speaks mm-hmm. or how like, you know, maybe even what kinds of things that they do, like if they're very charitable or if they're doing different like I find it hot, like if they're doing things to better the world, I'm like, damn, like you wrote this like beautiful piece on whatever. Like that's hot to me. But I mean, maybe that's not hot to everybody. And I think like, yeah, the whole idea of confidence is hot within itself because like you want somebody who is able to, you know, be who they are, maybe work a room, do whatever and not not worry about, you know, what that might look like dependent. Obviously, everyone should be self-aware, but self-awareness. What about like monetary hotness? I mean, yeah, like I think being fiscally responsible is hot. I mean, I think if you're just going for somebody for money, that's your prerogative. Um, I think I could never just go for somebody just for money um, because that's also just I, I'm I'm what about you know, like what about as fashion? Cher, as Cher once said, I'm the rich man. So like that's my vibe. What about so, fashion is like 
could someone be like hot because of the way they dress? Is that physical? Yeah, yeah that's physical, but that's like a part of physical, I guess. Like it's like style and mm-hmm. taste. Style, yeah, that's what I was going for. Well, I, I, I guess we can just end it with uh, I think we're both hot. You know what I'm saying? I think we're hot people. <laughs> I just I didn't go. want to start the conversation like that, but I just had to end it like that, you know? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's us. Well, you hot know. Hot and dangerous, you know? Yeah, you know what it is. Um, v, uh, do we got any Bachelor news this week? The only main Bachelor news that I really saw, I think, was that uh, Kayla Quinn, who was on Ben Higgins' season, she just recently got married to a guy that she met, I think, several years ago um, at this point. Uh, Kayla? Uh, Was it Kayla? Yeah, Kayla. Oh, man. She was one of my favorites from whatever season she was on. She ben was... Higgins season. And then she also went on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, everybody wanted Kayla on Bachelor in Paradise. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was so pretty. I think she was actually in the run for... Oh, she was in the run for Bachelorette, and then JoJo got it, right? Yep. So, yeah, they, like, pulled her last second. And, um, you know, I don't know. Kayla was – speaking of hotness, I always felt like Kayla, as hot as I think she is, um, I always thought she was, like, one of those people that knew she was hot, but I tried to act like she was she, – she didn't know she was hot. Do you know See, what I'm saying? I didn't get that vibe at all. I always thought she was more casted as, like, the cute one. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a difference between I think she was kind of casted more as the cute one where I think like then Jojo, who like I think it was between them two towards the end there. Jojo got like was a little bit more sultry. I could see that. I love the way you describe things sometimes, too. That's hilarious. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't know, though, respectively in their own worlds, though. Maybe Kayla could have been so, kind of sultry. You know what I'm saying? Like you, she didn't. I'm know, not disagreeing. I'm just <laughs> Jojo saying, wasn't think... in her world, so she might have been the sultry one in Kayla's world. But that's just kind of like I, I, I always thought that she was always kind of like. Uh, it almost goes to the the characteristics of people campaigning to be the leads of these shows. If that makes yeah. any sense, like she always felt like she was she was intended to try to be put placed as the bachelorette because nowadays you can't really tell who they're going to pick like they most of the time it's like the last person you'd think they'd pick nowadays but before you could predict <laughs> i felt like you know it was always the hottie you know so um yeah. they would have two hotties there and it was like whichever one didn't win <laughs> became the bachelor yeah. and actually won so um so yeah well good for her um i saw a video we'll of- have more bachelor news next week because uh the f- season of bachelorette starts okay next monday do we so- know is it like one of those two night events or three hour events or anything or i think it's just a normal two-hour show well it won't be a normal two-hour show because this is the first season without um their typical host of chris harrison so it's indeed it's gonna be kind of excited it's gonna be an event to watch for sure so um and you know we're gonna watch it here on future bachelors so um guys why don't we get into something i like to call slacker of the week this song slaps This week's slapper of the week comes from um, this known rapper named Eminem, and some if- yeah, some white rapper. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of him, Marshall Mathers. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about Eminem? The song's called Killer, but like it always seems like there's something like with murder or something like to do with his name well, titles. <laughs> well, yeah, because this it's a remix of a song from his. 
uh, album, like I think it's called Songs to Kill By or something like that. I mm. forget exactly what it's called. Like Songs to Murder but, to or something? Yeah. So he's, you know, he's very big into like themes and creating a whole story. It's always like monster or like, you know. <laughs> yeah, know. and having the little skits to help like bring the story along. Yeah. So I, I'm happy you picked this as our slapper because I've been loving this uh, this remix. Yeah, no. Um, do you, did you, do you, have you heard the original? Because I hadn't heard the original. Yes, I have. Is it the same beat? I now I'm like now I'm like trying to remember because like it came out. Well, a we'll, while we'll ago. check it out or not. But uh, this song yeah. features you know two of the best rappers I think in the game. First of all, I'm a huge fan of Jack Harlow, who you know yes. just in our group text this morning where there's Music Midtown coming to Atlanta and he's gonna be performing. He's he there's always like lame. one person that like makes me get the tickets and it's Jack Harlow this year. And, um, you know, and also Corday, who is, you know, a great rapper, came from the group um, YMB or YBM. And um, they took the YBN off his name now. He just goes by Corday. But he's actually the boyfriend of Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. And, um, yeah, I mean, he is just one of the best rappers, I think, right now. So if you haven't heard this song, and you know what's funny that, like, you, you really like this song is because when I hear it, it reminds me of Taste by Tyga, like the beat. Um, it just has that type of pop to it. So You if, know how much I love that shit. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were bumping it this weekend. Um, but, yeah, if you guys haven't heard it, the song is called Killer Remix by Eminem, and it features Jack Harlow and Corday. Go listen to it. Jack Harlow's verse is insane on it. And then Eminem just comes through with some insane Eminem's flows. Eminem's flow is incredible. Like, you can't even hate on, like, it this time around. Like, you know, some people say, like, you know, he's always trying to be gimmicky with the fast rapping and stuff, but he just murders the flow on this. No, he's great. No pun intended. He's a lyricist. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, check that song out. Uh, V, do you have any shout outs this week? Yes. I wanted to shout out our pals Taylor Marie and Ray for, first of all, hosting us for some um, Memorial Day grilling fun, um, as well as it was their three-year anniversary. And, you know, true love, it exists. Hell yeah. Um, I uh, I had a great time tubing with them. Uh, you know, always, you know, they, they host a great, you know, barbecue. And we're, what was that game we were playing last night? Uh, it was. It's called for the girls. <laughs> it's like a girls. I found that out game. like right when we finished the game. I'm like, wait, this is called for the girls. I was wondering why there yeah, was girls on every one of the cards that we've played literally at girls' nights before, and it, we were like, let's just open it up. So, um, well, it's I mean, ironically, it, it really reminded me of the game I usually bring cards to play. It's like Ring of Fire or whatever, like that. Essentially, you know, with some little different rules, but it's like kind yeah, of, like some categories, some like you right. know stuff like that. I love the whole like give a card, give the cart to whoever's most likely or whoever does this yeah, or whatever getting stuff called like that. out it's hilarious but um yeah so uh check out that game if you hadn't uh played it because it's pretty fun for all sexes and um i would also like to shout out you veronica for having us over at the pool this is like mm, you thanks. know the, is this the first summer you've been able to kind of kick it by your pool since getting your place I mean, yeah, because I didn't get my place until October. So, yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, it was it's a beautiful place. The pool is just really nice, and um, I had a good day out in the sun there. So I really appreciate it. So shout out to you. Um, uh, let's see, this week I didn't have no one to shout out. <laughs> you know, next time I have no one to shout out, I'm just gonna shout you out. So, um, great, love to hear it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like it's just more positive than shutting no one out. But um, all right, well, you know, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of glad I don't really have too many plans going into this weekend. What about you? Does your busy summer start up yet or? Yeah, um, I'm supposed to be, I have a fitness camp thing on Saturday for most of the day. Uh, interested to see how that might go because it's supposed to rain all day on Saturday and it's supposed to be outside. So we will have to see what happens with that. Um, but am I busy? I'm, this is like my last weekend in town for a couple of weekends because then I will be in Seattle and then tell your ride. So we oh, will that's uh, very cool. Very cool. Um well hopefully we get into some more shenanigans this weekend then. Yep. You know what it is. All right, guys. Yeep. Well, this has been the episode. You've been listening to your favorite pod, Future Bachelor. My name is Sai. I'm Veronica. And you know what it is. We'll see you next week. All right. Deuces. Bye. <laughs>